Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I'm taking you back to where it all began and starting out the cry of our hearts, Lord, I need you.
starting this out, I need you from John Patano and Ron Salisbury, a powerhouse duo back in the late 70s and early 80s, pioneers of a more rock and roll sound of Jesus music, but plenty of ballads as well. Now, I sponsored the band in 1972 or eh, 73 at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois. And on this episode of Full Circle, my special guest is John Patano. John, after all these years, we're reconnecting again. And I want to thank you publicly as you're the only artist that I can recall, and I played hundreds and hundreds of artists who believed enough in the radio show to send some financial support to underwrite an episode. And I want to say thank you for that. No one else has done this. I mean, they've talked about it, but you're the one that followed through. Well, wow, Jerry, uh, thank you is, 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 is certainly nice of you, but uh, I, I, just something I did out of my heart, I just felt it was the right thing to do. To support what you're doing is pretty fantastic. I, I don't know too many shows quite like yours, and I've always enjoyed it. So I felt in my heart at that time, it's been a few years ago, but I just decided this, this person needs something, to, he needs some kind of support, so. Well, thank you once again. So the band was known as the J.C. Power Outlet, but also simply Patano and Salisbury. And recently, uh, Randy Layton sent me an advanced copy of the Hit the Switch remix project he's been working on. So you all get to hear some fresh mixes on this episode of Full Circle. Now, John, I was uh, looking at the cover, that original LP back in the early 70s, and back then, my friend, your hair and beard were a little longer. I think you might have even been sporting an afro. But I remember that it was a great concert that night in Carbondale. I was so excited to have you guys come along because, well, there wasn't a lot of Jesus rock back then. Now, we had groups that were pioneering Jesus music with country rock, acoustic expressions. But you guys were jumping into the CCM realm with more original rock-sounding music. I mean, you were some of the original guys. So how did you and Ron get involved recording Jesus music? And then later on, with the late Billy Ray Hearn from Murr Records. In particular, the album Forgiven, if I recall, and you recorded it a second time, the latter time with Billy Ray. Is that right? Well, we had two different recordings. We did the first recording was in 72, and then the second recording was in 74. The one with the apple and the band-aid over it, that was in 74, the Forgiven record. And the first, they were, you know, fairly quick production. The money was tight in those days. There wasn't a lot of money in, in, in that particular type of music. And Murder Records, I think we were one of the first rock bands they signed. I think they had Randy Matthews before us. Yes. Then we, then I think they, they signed us to uh, the Murr label, which was brand new at the time, uh, Billy Ray Hearn came out to LA and we uh, recorded that first record fairly quickly, in a matter of days. <laughs> so it was... Yes. Well, the wonderful man himself, the late Billy Ray Hearn, who I had on the show, and he talked about those early artists he tried to support. Now, what's amazing for a new group out there, you know, all of a sudden, here's Billy Ray Hearn from Murr Records, and you're getting a chance to record Forgiven again. That's an interesting story in itself. Ron wrote a lot of those songs, didn't he? Ron wrote most of the songs, but they were sincere. They were from the heart. They were really, yes, we loved to play rock and roll because that's what we did for a living in those days. 
but there was something special about the, the input and, and the, how Christ changed our lives. It really meant some things we wanted to share. It was very rough, but very enthusiastic. We were out there, just wherever we could sing, we would do it if it meant we could we'd sing our songs. And let's hear a song that reflects best the sound of the J.C. Power Outlet. Peace and Power on the Forgiven album 1974 and Myrrh. During this episode, you're going to hear some remixes from the album Hit the Switch. And frankly, the songs are a little bit more crisp because they've been remastered. But this original is something I want you to hear. It's J.C. Power Outlet and Peace and Power. And I'll be back with more from my friend John Patano on Full Circle. and power the jc power outlet on full circle with jerry bryant now i'm doing a conversation on this episode of full circle with an old friend john patano now john i don't even know if you remember but around 1972 73 i brought the band jc power outlet to southern illinois university in carbondale illinois 
very much early Jesus rock with the sound that nobody really had heard out there in the early days of Jesus music. I had people call me on the radio station saying, that's the devil's music. And I said, why? Because of all those drums and guitars. (laughs) And people would get really hot because all they had known were choirs and quartets and Here comes the J.C. Power outlet from the Forgiven album, Ron Salisbury, and my special guest, John Patano. I'm so glad you stopped by because I remember using that song to start a segment on the show and then talk about what Jesus offers, not as the world gives, right out of John 14, 27. Jesus was offering peace and power to overcome this world, telling his disciples, You're not of this world. You don't have to be under its power. Forsake the world and follow me. Yeah, it's very clear that Ron uh, wrote the song. Uh, He, we, we, we'd see a lot of our friends kind of not, you know, they'd follow the Lord for a while and then they kind of fall back and then they would do it. It was kind of wishy-washy. So I think Ron wrote that song out of his heart saying, I choose to follow Jesus amongst all this other, in those days, we thought it was a lot of crazy stuff going on. We chose to follow Jesus, and that is pretty much where the song came. And it was one of our import, most important songs because a lot of people related to the idea that, yes, I need to follow Jesus, period, and go from there. Now, John, I think you said you were raised Catholic, but when did you know that you really had given your heart to the Lord Jesus? How did that happen? Yeah, you know, I think it was I was 19 years old, and growing up in the Catholic Church, I kind of faded away when I was probably 13, 14, 15. And, want much to do with that at that time and uh, I found the Lord I was it was 1970 or 71 when I was 19 my brother came home he was a real hippie kind of guy reading the Bible and I took a look at him and said wow his life has really changed so I looked into it myself and then I thought wow this is something for me I, I, I gave my life to the Lord at that time and I think it was 71 actually wasn't probably more than six months before I actually met Ron and we were already starting to play. But I had been in the music business for a long while and uh, I gave my life to the Lord was probably February of 71, maybe somewhere around that time. Well, you know, that's an interesting story because here you come to Jesus and you make him Savior and Lord. All of a sudden you're recording an album of songs about the one you've just come to know. <laughs> I think that's pretty powerful. You know, sometimes on my radio show I say, write me at full circle Jesus music, but don't leave out the Jesus, because you can sing a lot of songs and leave out Jesus, but the power of that name caused demons to tremble, according to that great song by Andre Crouch, who you guys hung out with sometimes. And there's another song I'd like to play, I Choose to Follow You, from the Forgiven album, from the J.C. Power Outlet. Tell me about that song, if you can remember anything about how it came to be written. The song's very clear with the title. Do you have a couple of memories? Yeah, it's very clear that Ron uh, wrote the song. Uh, he, we, we, we'd see a lot of our friends kind of not, you know, they'd follow the Lord for a while and then they kind of fall back and then they would do it. It was kind of wishy-washy. So I think Ron wrote that song out of his heart saying, I choose to follow Jesus amongst all this other in those days, we thought it was a lot of crazy stuff going on. We chose to follow Jesus, and that is pretty much where the song came. And it was one of our 
important, most important songs because a lot of people related to the idea that yes, I need to follow Jesus, period, and go from there. Though some friends may choose to criticize, I'll be a fool in some man's eyes, but still I choose to follow you. Though some people may say I've lost my mind, but I want so much to find a joy to last my whole life through. So I choose to follow you. For so long my heart has been without The kind of faith that ends the doubt But my faith in time will grow In your love I Choose to follow you. 
I choose to follow you. From the Murr release, Forgiven, the J.C. Power outlet. From the late Ron Sawsberry. And my special guest is with me, John Patano. You know, I think Ron finished his race well. Maybe we could talk just a moment about him because, I mean, I thought the band was going to be around a long time. Can you give me a bit of the scenario of what happened? And how were you able to go through that season with the loss of Ron Salisbury? Yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. Ron battled cancer for quite a few years, uh, maybe at least 10 years. It was a long time. He, uh, at some point in the, uh, probably the early 80s, he wanted to be a pastor. So he, he, he wanted to, to kind of stop doing music and, and uh, study. He studied at Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, where we lived. And he became a pastor of a church in uh, uh, Pismo Beach, which is a central coast of California. Yeah. His, his passion, as was mine, was to get people close to God. That, that it was plain and simple. He spent many years, I think he was there 20 years before he passed, and that was it was a tough time. It's coming up in a few days, it's actually seven years ago, uh, July 31st, so he... Uh, what year was that again? Uh, 2016. Mm. Yeah, and we had uh, we had recorded the two albums, we had also did the Patano Salisbury album with Larry's Solid Rock label, and then after that is when uh, we played for quite a while, and then the early 80s is when Ron decided to, to pursue the pastoral uh, thing of life, and I went on to, to do a few other things as well. Uh, but it, yeah, it was a it was a tragic loss. It was just, he was wasn't that old, and he was a well loved pastor of his church. But you know what? He's in a fantastic place now. Oh, amen. You probably remember I went through a similar loss with my friend, the late Keith Green, and also the late Dana Key from DNK, and even uh, my friend, the late. Mylon Lefevre that I booked so many times up in Carbondale, Illinois, and I'm working on a special right now to remember him. I mean, when you're working with someone every day and you're on stage writing songs, I mean, you get pretty close. I had the opportunity to work with Keith when I was pastoring the last day's community with him in Woodland Hills, California. And then when he died in that plane crash, it was pretty devastating. But God gives us grace to go through these times, knowing that we'll be united someday soon. And we'll have a lot of catching up to do. This is Jerry Bryan, and when I come back, we'll talk about when Patano and Salisbury worked with the late legendary Larry Norman. But first, let me give you my mailing address in case you'd like to respond to this interview. Or maybe you have ideas for a future interview or a show featuring a theme, you can let me know when you get in touch with me at my website. Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com And as I often say, don't leave out the Jesus. <laughs> That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com Now when you're on the page, you can find pictures of some of the past artists I've interviewed. Uh, locations on the web where you can hear the show. And would you also remember to go to Facebook and like the Full Circle Jesus Music Show. It would mean a lot if you'd tell your friends about it. And finally, you might want to consider becoming an underwriter for my next program. Now, I appreciate your prayers, 
telling your friends about the program, but if you want to underwrite, that means financially support the show, either one time or on a regular monthly basis, it would be greatly appreciated. And as I said, all gifts are tax-exempt. It encourages us to continue to play the songs that sometimes people forget it. It was the beginning of today's CCM. Here's a great song from Patano and Salisbury. I'll be back, and we'll talk more with John on part two. I hope you'll stay with me. In a world of change, it's good to be
Yeah, you know, when I think of that song in particular, I, it reminds me how close God is to me and to all of us, actually. I feel like we there's so much change going on in the world, especially recently. There's so much going on. It's great to know that God has us. He has our, our hearts. He has our backs. So when we say he's a lover of my soul, I, I trust that he is in the depth of my being to the point where I feel confident that God is good and taking care of me and the rest of us. And it's tough and in a world today, like I say, it's all crazy, but uh, uh, I think the song even says that. I think it says, in a world of change, it's good to know that you're loved by someone who always stays the same and will always be the same. And that's fantastic. So true, John. We'll be back in just a moment with part two of Full Circle and my special guest, John Patano. Hey, it's John Pantano from the J.C. Powerland, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, classic Jesus music, looking back to where it all began. Why don't you, don't you, don't you give yourself a chance? Pick yourself up off the floor and just so begin to dance. I've been trying, trying to reach you. Don't you recognize your name? Let me show you how to dance, you'll never be the same Hold on to me, keep on reaching higher You'll find your fallen dreams begin to come alive I say hold on to me, keep on reaching higher Ain't no devil gonna do you in, my love will get you by Thank you. 
Well, if you've just tuned in to Full Circle, I've got a special guest, John Patano, part of a pioneer Jesus rock group called Patano and Salisbury. Now, they chose his name first because I guess he was more the handsome guy. I'm not sure when I look at the cover, but, well, that was back then and this is now. But I think it was pretty interesting that the legendary Larry Norman came along, somehow found you guys, were available. I think it was 1976. He did an album with you called Hit the Switch on Solid Rock Records. And the late Tom Howard did some of the arranging. You played once again electric acoustic harmonica. Now, I don't think it hurts anyone to have a Larry Norman with his name on an album helping as producer. I mean, he really was a legend on Solid Rock Records. Great songs on that project, though. What was Larry Norman like to work with? Well, he's had his ups and downs. No problem, no doubt about that. But he was fantastic. I remember times when we were just simply rolling on the floor laughing. I don't remember what we were laughing at, but we had a, we had a good time. Uh, he was very positive, very direct. At the same time, it was hard to keep up with the schedules. We all had a lot of different crazy schedules. Most of our recording was done in the late night hours because uh, the rates were a lot less expensive. <laughs> the whole thing at Mama Joe's studio in uh, in North Hollywood, I think it is. Yeah, we've been uh, in touch with Larry through the years. We met him early on. We performed a lot together. And at some point he decided he was going to uh, start a record label called Solid Rock, which he sort of had already going. He had Randy Stonehill and I, I do a fond memory of uh, him introducing us to Randy uh, at a studio that he was recording him. He said, come on over and hear this guy I'm recording named Randy Stonehill. I thought, this guy's fantastic. Where's he been? So uh, at that, but later around 76, like you say, he uh, approached Ron and I, he said, uh, would you guys be interested in starting a new label? And I'd like to have you guys. He saw it, he took an interest in us, which is really fantastic. And uh, that's what happened. We uh, eventually got into the studio, it took a, a while to get in there, but we found some uh, really incredible musicians to play with. Tom Howard was a part of it. Uh, Randy came in and sang some songs as well. Uh-huh. Randy Stonehill, and uh, he really took he really took us sort of took us by the hand and said, "Let's try this." We had all our, all our songs sort of ready, but he kind of came in and kind of did his uh, his magic, we'll call it. But he he had a lot of great ideas, and we took them. Let's talk about one of the songs, "Soul Seeker." Um, I I remember fifty years ago I. I booked you and John, known at the time as J.C. Power Outlet, and you played one of the ballrooms at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois, my hometown. Great night, I won't forget. But uh, I want to ask in particular about Soul Seeker, you know, because I've always, you know, used that term to talk about seeking after the lost in obedience to the commands of Jesus. He told us to go to the highways and byways and compel them to come in because he wants to set people free. Well, they don't even realize they need to be set free. But you wrote the song from another perspective. So what was your thought? I've taken from a little bit of a different viewpoint. It's actually from the viewpoint of a non-believer. I had a lot of friends at the time that, uh, in that particular time that I wrote that song, I, a lot of friends were kind of put off by a lot of the starry-eyed people they were seeing in, in the Christian world. Uh, so that song is about that, about their viewpoint of how they see 
us. Now, of course, we want to be heavenly minded, but there are there were some in those days that were like the the cliche expression, heavenly minded, but no earthly good. And it's yeah. that was uh, that was what some of my friends who were non-Christians were, 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 were thinking. So I kind of wrote it from that perspective to sort of maybe shine a light on how we are coming off to the world. But the truth of the matter is we do need to we do need Jesus and we do, do need to have it almost as I get older, I realize the importance of having it kind of more in your face than ever, especially with these times. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing about proclaiming Christ right in front of someone that needs to hear it. I have seen your kind before You come knocking at my door I'm one more soul you'd love to win But there's no way I'd let you in I just can't believe in you The things you say just might be true But I won't get caught touching you The world don't need another fool Soul Seeker I knew you win. 
Soul Seeker on Full Circle. And John, I like your perspective a lot. You know, in the recent Jesus Revolution movie that came out, the emphasis, of course, was that God was able to move because people were so hungry, not even knowing that they were hungry. I remember those days. It's just like his love fell on us like a rock. We didn't know what to do. Many of the things that were going on back then are comparable to some of the things we see today in the news. And I hear all the noise, and I think it's a cry for help. Lonely people needing to be seen and heard and wondering what life is all about. This is Jerry Bryan, and I've been talking with my special guest, John Patano. And the reason that we were connected, I believe, would have to give credit to Randy Layton who had a vision. He wanted to take the old album, Hit the Switch, on Solid Rock Records and remix it, get people behind it and support it, because those songs are so unforgettable. And he's raised the money, and he's remixed it, and actually there's a lot included in the remix. Here's a song that I don't know that was ever recorded on an album, but it's the master of a demo from 1979 called You're the One. I can see it everywhere I go We're trying To find a vision But we're always on the run I can tell it by the words That we are speaking We have lost communication Now we are numb that you're singing I am listening And I've got a
Hi, this is John Pantano from Pantano and Salisbury. You're listening to the very best of classic Christian music with Jerry Bryant. You're the one. An exclusive listen to an unreleased demo. Presented but not recorded that you get on the Hit the Switch remixes produced by Randy Layden. Part of a small batch of demos that were pitched by their manager and there was interest for sure. Even from Michael O'Mardian but he had to back out because they say he was too busy concentrating on a recording from some guy named Christopher Cross, as I understand it. <laughs> so if you're interested in the remix of Hit the Switch from Patano and Salisbury, write to ALTRecords at AOL.com. That's ALTRecords at AOL.com, and they'll connect you. Now, let me mention once again, you can connect to Full Circle at my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You should find a collection of almost 300 
one-hour episodes of the radio program. That's a lot of music to listen to, but you'll get a history of where it all started and how it influenced today's CCM. At the very top of the webpage, if you'd like to support this show on a one-time basis or on a regular monthly basis, there's a Give button on the right at the very top, and all gifts are tax-exempt. And thanks! Well, you know, John, we're getting close to the end of our time, but I'd like to ask, what are you doing now? I've always done music. I'm still writing songs. I just finished, uh, about two years ago, a tribute to my friend Ron of all Jason Harrell's songs. And that record is uh, it has been out for a short time. But in the meantime, I've been rewriting some songs that I've had in, sort of in file for years. Now, I also not only am I a musician, I'm also a woodworker by a hobby that I did for years. And so for years, I've had a woodworking business where I do cabinets and furniture. And that's been a great uh, livelihood as well. But as far as the music is concerned, I uh, am currently writing another, what I want to do is have another CD of my own material that I haven't released. Okay. It's been sitting there for quite a while. I'd like to have that put out. And I've just got this feeling there's a lot more (laughs) that we'll hear from John Pantano. Hey, before we leave, there is one song on Hit the Switch that I've just, I've got to respond to because I loved it. It had so many poetic uh, pictures in the the words of the song. Tell me about I'm Just a Record. I think it was probably out of the desire to, to, to have it, something that you're singing be more meaningful than it possibly is possible. So what, what I did was I, I felt like I needed to write something. Well, this is just a piece of plastic spinning around. It's just a record. What could it possibly mean? Well, there are some lyrics in there. There are some music. There's a, a, I think Larry said it best when he wrote the, the bridge. He said, can a record have a message? Put the message in the groove and be more than just rock and roll. That's a great line. And that's how I feel about the whole song. I'm just a record on your stereo A piece of plastic spinning round You know I'll always keep a turning Until your needle wears me down Yes I The plastic spinning round Take off my jacket I got something up my sleeve Turn me round at 33 Turn me up louder If you can't hear the words Cause I wanna tell you something If you listen to me I'm just a record on your stereo A piece of plastic spinning round You know I'll always keep a turning
special guest, John Patano, for stopping by. You're welcome anytime. Come on back. You're, you're awesome. Thank you so much for your show and for what you do. So I hope you enjoyed the interview on this episode of Full Circle. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.